soft to the touch. The tense mounting rings had stretched and snapped like warm wax. The night smelled wrong, of staleness, of rooms that hadn't been entered in years. The air of a forest clearing should not smell like ancient dust. Baird's stomach growled again. Light, but he would have liked to have something to eat. He set his attention on his work, slapping one of his stones down against the other. He held the stones as his old papal had taught him as a boy. The feeling of stone striking stone helped push away the hunger and coldness. At least something was still solid in this world. Lord Jared glanced at him, scowling. Baird was one of ten men Jared had insisted guard him this night. I will have Elaine's head, Karam, Jared said, turning back to his captains. This unnatural night is the work of her witches. Her head, Ares' skeptical voice came from the side. And how precisely is someone going to bring you her head? Lord Jared turned, as did the others around the torch-lit table. Ares stared at the sky. On his shoulder, he wore the mark of the golden boar charging before a red spear. It was the mark of Lord Jared's personal guard, but Ares' voice bore little respect. What's he going to use to cut that head free, Jared? His teeth? The camp stilled at the horribly insubordinate line. Baird stopped his stones, hesitating. Yes, there had been talk about how unhinged Lord Jared had become. But this? Jared sputtered, face growing red with rage. You dare use such a tone with me? One of my own guards? Harry continued inspecting the cloud-filled sky. You're docked two months' pay, Jared snapped, but his voice trembled. Stripped of rank and put on latrine duty until further notice. If you speak back to me again, I'll cut out your tongue. Baird shivered in the cold wind. Eri was the best they had in what was left of their rebel army. The other guards shuffled, looking down. Eri looked toward the Lord and smiled. He didn't say a word, but somehow he didn't have to. Cut out his tongue? Every scrap of metal in the camp had gone soft as lard. Jared's own knife lay on the table, twisted and warped. It had stretched thin as he pulled it from his sheath. Jared's coat flapped, open. It had had silver buttons. Jared, Karam said. A young lord of a minor house loyal to Sarand. He had a lean face and large lips. Do you really think, really think this was the work of Aes Sedai? All of the metal in the camp... Of course, Jared barked. What else would it be? Don't tell me you believe those campfire tales. The last battle? Pah! He looked back at the table. Unrolled there with pebbles waiting the corners was a map of Andor. Baird turned back to his stones. Snap, snap, snap. Slate and granite. It had taken work to find suitable sections of each but Papel had taught Baird to recognize all kinds of stone. The old man had felt betrayed when Baird's father had gone off and become a butcher in the city, instead of keeping to the family trade. Soft, smooth slate, bumpy, ridged granite. Yes, some things in the world were still solid.
some few things. These days you couldn't rely on much. Once immovable lords were now soft as, well, soft as metal. The sky churned with blackness and brave men, men Baird had long looked up to, trembled and whimpered in the night. I'm worried, Jared, Davies said. An older man, Lord Davies was as close as anyone was to being Jared's confidant. We haven't seen anyone in days. Not farmer, not queen's soldier. Something is happening. Something wrong. She cleared the people out, Jared snarled. She's preparing to pounce. I think she's ignoring us, Jared, Karam said, looking at the sky. Clouds still churned there. It seemed like months since Baird had seen a clear sky.